Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, whatever part of the day you're in. I sure do appreciate y'all joining me and giving me a little bit of your time, whether you're getting ready in the morning or sitting on the porch in the afternoon, sweeping floors or mopping or doing dishes or laundry or changing diapers or anything else. For those of y'all that are using it with homeschool, um, hopefully y'all are, you and your kids are getting something out of it and it gives you a little break during the day. And for those of y'all that continue to share the podcast, um, thank you so much. I'm very grateful for that. And for those of y'all that have joined over on Patreon and are financially supporting the podcast somehow in one of the tiers, I'm incredibly grateful for that as well. So thank y'all so much. And Lord, thank you for the time to record the podcast. Thank you for the people that listen to it, share it, support it, be with them and their families, guide them through the day, be with me and my family. Give me the words you want me to say. Be with our nation. Turn her back to you. Your son, Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. So trying to think the weather's hot which is ridiculous at this point in september i mean december <laughs> and i still have this hanging on of a whatever it is strep flu i don't know so if you hear me sniffling in the background again i apologize it's I have heard some interesting things with this. You start to, you see people have start to kind of, I think we talk about it here on the podcast, not as frequently as I should, but have started to more going back to growing our own food, canning and trying to be more self-sufficient, not depending upon, well, the government for sure, for one thing. <laughs> Uh, but part of that are some of these home remedies that you see and I stumbled across one. I have yet to try it folks. So I'm not, I'm not advocating for it or promoting it. It's just an interesting one. It's, it's a little fermented fire cider thing that you make and it's got garlic and onions and all this other stuff in it. But it's interesting when life becomes real, even in something silly like this, <clears throat> when how quickly we start to search for answers when you get sick, right? For example, at least I think most people do, the vast majority, some more than others. Like I, I, I would rather be out, I told my wife this the other night, running mile after mile in the darkness than be sick. 
And I'm not sure that's true for everyone, but maybe it is. But the point is we start to look for answers. Well, come on, what can I, give me Tylenol. Give me this, this fire cider stuff. Give me this. What, what have you tried? What works for you? Eat, well, eat garlic or do this or do that or this, you know, airborne stuff you can get at the pharmacy here. And that's true as a nation as well. When we get sick, and we are sick, folks, as a nation right now, extremely so. Um, and But we just haven't really figured it out yet. We're, we're looking for all these solutions, though, where we're, some of us have figured it out. But, well... And then the thing that pops to mind most, I know I'm kind of rambling here, folks, but there is a point. Phones and and Netflix and Hulu and Amazon and all this stuff, it becomes a constant drug addiction, distraction from what's really going on in our life, what's really going on in our nation. Keep us entertained. And you hear comments about that when you go back and read some of the histories of 1920s and 30s uh, Britain. Uh, you you see that today in America. We don't want to deal with the real issues, the real work that needs to be done in our nation, in our marriages, in our own lives. We just want to flip on a screen for 30 minutes, an hour, an hour and a half, two hours, three hours. We just want to watch a football game for three hours, folks. I'm, I'm using that because I'm guilty of it. That's the one that I have to work on, but the the fight that I'm having to fight internally myself. But whatever yours is, if it's Instagram, if it's Twitter, if it's one of the newer ones like Getter, if it's Facebook, if it's basketball or volleyball, if it's focusing on your kids, you know, so you ignore your marriage or, or Netflix, you know, binge watching the new Lord of the Rings or Whatever it is out there that you like, we know that there's something wrong. And we're just desperate for anything that'll make us feel better. And and if we're turning away from the real problem, you know, we like to pick on alcohol and drugs and sexual abuse, which are valid, huge problems, huge, huge issues. But then we like to act that it's better that we're dragging our kids and our family up and down the road to sporting events or watching TV or our phone for hours on end so that we don't have to really talk to our spouse so that we don't have to really interact with our children so that we don't really have time, quote unquote, we don't have time to spend with God or do work around the house or, or whatever it is. And so we're going to read through today President Truman's 1945 at the very end of the war. So we kind of read up, I'm skipping a couple years during the war, which there's only so many I can read, folks. I can't go through all of them each year. There's just too many. Um, But I thought that this one was extremely valid because you'll hear him talk about this war-weary world. And, and we're, we're sadly probably just on the front end, not the back end. 
we're getting ready to go into the problem, but it's good to hear this. Isn't it nice? Isn't it comforting to know that there's, there is a light at the end of the tunnel at some point, but that solution that we're looking for is God and Jesus Christ. That's the only hope folks. That's the only real light at the end of the tunnel. So just, just think about that. Some think about when you get sick, how desperate you are to be healthy. Uh, when you've got whatever problem, how much you're scrambling for solutions, apply that to the nation. Think about what the real solution is, and then listen to President Truman here. This is the address at the lighting of the National Community Christmas Tree on the White House grounds, December 24, 1945. Ladies and gentlemen and listeners of the radio audience, this is the Christmas that a war-weary world has prayed for through long and awful years. With peace come joy and gladness. The gloom of the war years fades as once more we light the National Community Christmas tree. We meet in the spirit of the first Christmas when the midnight choir sang the hymn of joy. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace goodwill toward men. Let us not forget that the coming of the Savior brought a time of long peace to the Roman world. It is therefore fitting for us to remember that the spirit of Christmas is the spirit of peace, of love, of charity to all men. From the manger of Bethlehem came a new appeal to the minds and hearts of men. A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another. President Truman's quoting Jesus Christ. In love, which is the very essence of the message of the Prince of Peace, the world would find a solution for all its ills. I do not believe there is one problem in this country or in the world today which could not be settled if approached through the teaching of the Sermon on the Mount. The poet's dream, the lesson of priest and patriarch, and the prophet's vision of a new heaven and a new earth are all summed up in the message delivered in the Judean hills beside the Sea of Galilee. Would that the world would accept that message in this time of its greatest need. I've been just reading through these folks, but I, I just, I can't keep going. I mean... <laughs> This paragraph right here, we could do a whole podcast on easily, uh, and then probably some. The world would find a solution for all its ills in the Prince of Peace. The solution today is Jesus Christ. The solution to poverty is Jesus Christ. The solution to broken marriages is Jesus Christ. The solution to sexual deviancy, whether it's adultery in a heterosexual fashion, or LGBTQ relationships is Jesus Christ. The solution to our education problems today is Jesus Christ. The solution to our illegal immigration problem today is Jesus Christ. The cure for socialism and communism against those evils is Jesus Christ. Every single problem, the solution for abortion 
today, the cure for feminism today is Jesus Christ. Every single problem. There is not one problem in this country or in the world today which could not be settled if approached through the teaching of the Sermon on the Mount. The poet's dream, the lesson of priest and patriarch and the prophet's vision of a new heaven and a new earth are all summed up in the message delivered in Judea by Jesus Christ. Would that the world would accept that message in this time of its greatest need. I mean, he could be saying that, President Truman could be saying that today. Not in 1945. Folks, we're just right on the edge of something breaking. It's like a machine that's still running, a car that's still running. But there's all these noises in different parts of the engine that have started to kick up. And we're just still driving, hoping that it'll make it one more mile. And so in our selfishness, we don't have to deal with the problems. There's a great quote by one of our founding fathers. I'm ashamed I can't remember it. There's too many things bouncing around in my head, I suppose. And it said, let trouble come in my day. And not my children's, basically, I'm paraphrasing. But today, we've adopted the opposite. We want trouble to be pushed off down the road. We don't want to see it in our lives. And, and whether we admit that or not, folks, what that's saying is we don't want to deal with the problem. So we want our kids and grandkids to have to deal with it. We don't want to ruffle any feathers. We don't want to make any waves. We don't want to rock the boat. We're just going to let them deal with all the pain and heartache that come from the decisions that we're making today. We just want to sit there and watch Netflix. I just want to watch a NBA game. I just want to sit and watch Friday night football. My kids, they're fine. They can deal with it. As long as I don't have to deal with that heartache. I just want some more money from the government. Just another check. Just a little bit more. You know what, I just, I don't feel like talking to my husband tonight, talking to my wife tonight. Just let me go, I'm going to go, you know what, I really, I got to go hunt. Go sit in the stands for a few hours, let me clear my mind, focus on me. I need to go run and train for that marathon, I'm going to go run for a few hours. You take care of the kids. I got other things to do. I don't want to deal with that. Oh, this great new show came on. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna watch Yellowstone, and I haven't watched any of the seasons, so I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna watch seasons for the next two weeks, hours and hours of TV. Because man, that's entertaining. And I don't, I don't really want to deal with this other person here on the couch anyway. And I'll just, you know, the kids, I'll just put them on iPads. You know what? We'll buy them a new phone for their birthday or for Christmas. And put all these new apps on it. And they can sit and play with that. <laughs> Folks, we're a joke. 
I'm sorry. We're just a pathetic joke. We act like we have life so hard and we don't, but we're about to, we're about to find out. This is a solemn hour in the stillness of the eve of the nativity when the hopes of mankind hang on the peace that was offered to the world 19 centuries ago. It is but natural while we survey our destiny that we give thought also to our past, to some of the things which have gone into the making of our nation. You will remember that St. Paul, the apostle of the Gentiles and his companions, suffering shipwreck, cast four anchors out of the stern and wished for the day. Happily for us, whenever the American ship of state has been storm-tossed, we have always had an anchor to the windward. It's a great thing here, folks. And uh, Quincy Adams, the president, I remember he, was, he talked about it. I do remember this quote. He talked about it and said it wasn't so much commendable to know the Bible in his day as it was condemning not to know it, to be unfamiliar. So we condemn ourselves today in America because Bible literacy is an all-time low. And our president there told us, you know, it's, yeah, it's great. You know the Bible. You should know the Bible. You ought to know the Bible. And Truman's here saying, you remember St. Paul. How many Americans today would know about St. Paul and his, his shipwreck? Not very many, folks. Not very many. We condemn ourselves. We condemn ourselves. Our marriage is rough. We don't put any time into it. We condemn ourselves. Our kids are little brats. We don't put any time into spending time with them and raising them. We condemn ourselves. We want to go off and have our cake and eat it too, have a career, right? We want everything. We want to try and do everything and have a family and have kids. And we do a halfway job at all of it. We condemn ourselves. And then we want to get mad at anybody that points out the fact that none of this stuff is working, that feminism breaks the home, that LGBTQ breaks the home and therefore the nation because, as President Reagan said, the family is the cornerstone of the nation. And we, it all goes back to this. It all goes back to Jesus Christ. Every time, it all goes back to Jesus Christ. Do we know him? And what is this anchor that Truman talks about? For the American ship of state, we've always had this anchor. We are met on the south lawn of the White House. The setting is a reminder of St. Paul's four anchors. To one side is the massive pile of the Washington Monument, fit symbol of our first anchor. On the opposite end of the Potomac Park is the memorial to another of the anchors, which we see when we look astern of the ship of state, Abraham Lincoln, who preserved the union that Washington wrought. Between them is the memorial to Thomas Jefferson, the anchor of democracy. On the other side of the White House in bronze rides Andrew Jackson, fourth of our anchors, the pedestal of his monument bearing his immortal words, our federal union, it must be preserved. Jackson is also the president that said the Bible is the rock upon which this republic rests. It is well in this solemn hour that we bow to Washington, Jefferson, Jackson, and Lincoln as we face our destiny with its hopes and fears, its burdens and responsibilities. Washington, by the way, is also the one that said it's impossible to govern without God and the Bible. Out of the past, we shall gather wisdom and inspiration to chart our future course. With our enemies vanquished, we must guard ourselves for the work that lies ahead. 
Peace has its victories no less hard won than success at arms. We must not fail or falter. We must strive without ceasing to make real the prophecy of Isaiah. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. In this day, whether it be far or near, the kingdoms of the world shall become indeed the kingdom of God, and he will reign forever and ever, Lord of lords and King of kings. With that message, I wish my countrymen a Merry Christmas and joyous days in the new year. Broadcast nationally at 5.15 p.m. In this day, whether it be far or near, the kingdoms of this world shall become indeed the kingdom of God, and he will reign forever and ever, Lord of lords and King of kings. We're a Christian nation, folks. Don't ever let anybody tell you we're not. And without Christ as our anchor, we're going to fail. We are failing. And so as you can in your family, start to build that anchor, build that knowledge, build that trust to turn to God when you're sick, when you're hurting, right? Turn to God. When, as a nation, instead of all these solutions that the world offers, all this entertainment, figure out now, right? Because we, it's, it's like when you, in high school, and I'll, I'll let you go in just a second. My father used to say, you can either sweat blood and tears early in practice, planning, or you can do it in the game. We can either start to figure out now how to get our houses in order financially, spiritually, physically, our marriages, ourselves, or we can wait until the storm comes and then scramble to do it. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.